You're listening to That's the Industry Podcast, episode number 34. Today, you're going to learn how to make money on TikTok. Here we go. You're listening to That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. The podcast that takes you inside all the aspects of the entertainment industry. Directly from the people who are making it happen. And now, your host, Thomas Jordan. What's going on, everyone? Thomas Jordan here for another episode. Today, we are talking to a TikTok marketer and strategist. At the time of this recording, he has over 31,000 followers on TikTok and is showing people how he can turn it into a business. Caleb Roberts, what's going on, man? Everything's going good. Everything's going good. I'm chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate you being here today, man. Um, but we'll just jump right in. How did you get into the industry? Uh, well, I had originally been only doing Facebook ads, and I have an agency doing that. But uh, I, I just jumped on TikTok, I think, because uh, you know people were talking about it and I'd always I'd always thought like as an ad agency owner I should be on like the start of new apps so I lurked on TikTok for a long time and I saw people giving dumb business advice and I was like I can give better business advice so I just one day I made a video and I guess it just went from there (laughs) what was some of the worst advice that you heard or witnessed before you started creating your own content on TikTok uh, there's just this trend on TikTok of talking about uh, side hustles that were not actually ones that had been tested out by the people who were talking about them. They're like, make uh, $2,000 a day doing this. I'm like, if it was actually that easy, then why would you not be showing your own experience doing it? So then I was like, well, at the start of quarantine, I was I was like, hey, let's like start some stuff. Let's see if I can make some extra money because people make the most money out of like times of trouble. So I was like, millionaires are made. And then I started a 360 photo business for realtors. Um, Just a small little thing. And uh, then I taught people, I was like, I can tell people exactly how to do this. So I said, I showed them the exact ad I did and then how much money I had made doing it and how much you could charge doing it. And my first video blew up because I was transparent about it. And showing actual things that work because like you, I've seen those videos where it's like make $2,000 a month, like in your sleep or whatever. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like the first, (laughs) like you said, the first thing that came to my mind is if it were that easy, everybody would do it and everyone would do it. But I feel I just had an idea of somebody could possibly make a ton of content solely based around exposing side hustles that aren't oh, yeah. that easy. <laughs> I just had that idea because I mean, like I said, dude, there's a ton of, I just scroll right past those type of people and I'm just exactly. like, bro, like you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And those are the type of content creators that aren't actually for business owners, but those are people like, Oh, should I quit my job? Like people thinking about doing it. And that's like the worst way to get into starting a business. I always thought so. Yeah, it sucks because not even not even business people like follow that really or real entrepreneurs because they know in, you know, logically that shouldn't be working. <laughs> <laughs> well, if for people who don't know the basis of what TikTok is, how would you explain to people who don't know what it is or to people who just are still a little confused about it? 
Yeah, so TikTok is a video platform where you can make anywhere from 15-second videos to 60-second videos. Um, and it started out as a dance music app, and uh, it's transformed into an educational platform for business owners and content creators uh, and an entertainment platform, a lot like Vine. Um, so it's, it's, it's a so- social network solely based on video. Yeah, no. And that's the thing It's weird because the transformation of it has been crazy because it was musically for a little bit and then it was TikTok, and then everyone just started dancing on it and that's all it was. And now you're seeing like huge business opportunities, uh, on TikTok as well. And that's kind of what you, that's what you teach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I got on it early or not too early, I guess it was, it was TikTok whenever I got on it, not musically. And, um, I even liked the dancing videos cause I was like, dang, these people are freaking sick at what they do. <laughs> so <laughs> like I was looking through all my past likes the other day and I can, and there was like this switch in my content and what I liked. And I was like, and it was probably like two months into it where I finally started seeing business videos. And I was like, Whoa, this is awesome. Like, not only do I like it for the entertainment aspect, like the skits and comedy on there, but now finally people are making educational content. And I just, I just thought that was amazing. Just, it's just a lot like YouTube, how it grew into a educational platform too, where you can just YouTube stuff. Do you feel like if people are just creating content just to create content, whether it's dance videos or pranks or anything like that, is that... I don't want to say a waste of time, but like, I feel like if you're not trying to have some form of return on investment that I don't know how else to say that you may be wasting your time on that app. Yeah. I, uh, and I mean that in the most respectful way, because I know there's some super talented people out there. I mean, like some of the stuff I see is just crazy, but I have just hit this point where if I'm not trying to generate leads or if there's not a purpose, like behind the content, I just don't want to make it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've talked with a few influencers about the same thing. Um, what, how you're thinking is like a business owner. Um, the people who want to be influencers on the platform just want a lot of followers. And it's a lot uh, like doing business on TikTok is more cut and dry and what you're supposed to do influencers are you know it's a wild west in terms of what you can do to get views uh but i have told influencers in the meantime like why is there no link in your bio why why in the world would you not have something to bring your followers to it just doesn't make sense and they're like oh i never thought about that or i'm like why are you tracking your analytics and they're like well i only cared about like you know the comments or my followers and I was like, well, you can get data on that. And they're like, well, what data would I need? And, and I just don't think that they they really know. So it's it's just uh, a lot of, I guess, innocence in terms of, of how they use the platform. Because I, I think it is a waste of time if you're just if you're just posting to post with no end in sight. Because you will burn out eventually if you don't see anything come out of it. You're just, it's going to not bring you anything if you're not getting followers 
and an easy way to not have a burnout or not to lose motivation is to get something out of it and have little dopamine rushes of like, oh my gosh, I got my first sale or wow, I have people from Australia who follow me. 10% of my audience is from Canada. What? This is cool. You know, like I, I definitely think it is a waste of time if people don't have like a goal in mind whenever starting on the platform. And it's interesting you say that. And like I said, I think we mean it in the most respectful way, because even if you let's just say you did go viral and pop off and you got a couple brand deals here and there and you become TikTok famous. But if it's like, okay, whatever, you go to the bank, they're not going to take your followers as cash. And I feel like it is like you said, and I think one of the most important things you could do on TikTok. It's small, but I feel is the most powerful. And you just mentioned it, the link in bio. Please explain how important that is and what that link should be. Yeah, I just, I actually made a video on this, I think two days ago. And it was, it was because I was getting irritated by researching people's profiles. I'm always researching types of content people should be making or ones that I should test out and just these people didn't have any link and I was like oh my gosh people need to know but so <laughs> you can't expect to to make anything off of TikTok if you don't have a link that's basically you can't bring them to Instagram for followers you can't bring them to YouTube to watch videos you can't do anything and that's why TikTok, when they added it, it changed the game. People started to look at it a lot differently in terms of influencer marketing. Um, but a link in the bio, like someone I know who is uh, who just has a link to their webinar for their course made $40,000 in one month because they put a link in their bio. And that was, <laughs> you know, Jeez like if he Louise, if he, dude. <laughs> if he what? didn't do that, he would have made no money, right? So it's, it's literally difference between life and death in that sense like zero or forty thousand dollars in that aspect and uh i think the best type of link you can put in your bio is either if you don't have one thing that you want to drive traffic to then get a link tree or something like it where it's a kind of like a landing page that has several links to it and it works within the tiktok platform so it doesn't say like you're leaving the tiktok platform but it just automatically goes there and then they can choose which link they want to go to. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's crucial to, to every uh, business profile. Yeah. And you said, I mean, link, I feel like Linktree is a really popular one and people who are listening to it can just Google how to do it. It's pretty simple. If you can make a TikTok, you can make a Linktree. I promise yes. you. Um, but it's oh, and also just to get them to the link, you need a, do you feel like in every video you need some form of call to action? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I tell everyone to do. Uh, that's, that's what I coach businesses on doing is you have to create a content campaign for the videos that you make. You have to have a hook at the start. You have to educate or do whatever you want in the middle. And then at the end, take advantage of the real estate in the last few seconds if they make it to the end and tell them what to do with the call to action. And uh, I think it's important to categorize what videos you have that are giving a specific call to action and what videos that aren't. And I've even seen, I've even done tests where I had a video uh, get 300,000 views and I didn't put a call to action, but I put it in the description of the video kind of. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, go and join my Facebook group. And then within the next two days, I had 200 new members. So you don't like anywhere on the video, just put a call to action. I've even like not said it before and just put it at the bottom of the video in text. So then people can read it. You know, like if I hadn't done that, I would have not gotten those results because people want to know what to do next. It's you just have to tell them whenever it comes to any type of ad. And it's the same with content creation. Do you feel like people, regardless of the link, regardless of the call to action, whatever they're doing as an influencer or a content creator or a business owner, is it possible to make money doing just about anything on TikTok? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I have gotten sponsorships and I have sold mini courses mentorships and PDFs, you know, and I've seen people who sell, I've seen hookers on TikTok that are telling their exact location and where people can go and buy it by, or sex, I guess. Yeah. And I've seen people who are selling mobile homes on TikTok. I've seen people who make custom earrings on TikTok. I've seen car, this, there's a carpet guy company that has a million followers and I'm, I guarantee you they're making most of their money off of TikTok because people, they tell stories about the clients that come off of TikTok. And there's a computer repair guy that makes money off of TikTok and he talks about his clients. And there's even a guy who works at Ben and Jerry's making ice cream cakes and he gets orders off of TikTok and he's not even like the franchise owner. He's just like a teen worker there and he just talks about selling ice cream cakes. You know, like I've seen everything, the whole gamut, man. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And does it, is, does it blow your mind sometimes or are you just not surprised at this point? It still blows my mind every time I find a new area and anytime someone comes to me, I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I, there's no doubt that that would work on TikTok. But whenever I see it working, like for other industries that I haven't ever seen before, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is so cool. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. Like, it, I'm glad you brought up the hooker thing and not to like totally stray from it, but it's like, you can like, cause people do the only fans links and yeah. you know, they're their own industry. I don't judge, but you yeah. know, they, it's no different than any business. They're getting clients through there. Like yeah. you said, and I always find the most, but like, I almost get excited. I don't know about you, but when I see like super niche stuff, like you said the carpet cleaning guy there's a guy on there who's like a farmer who gets millions of views and millions of followers and it's like washing eggs and milking cows and i'm just sitting there just with my hand on my forehead like i'm putting in all this effort for video and all this other stuff and these people are just crushing it i know i think something that just blew there's two things that have like really made me like think about it tiktok as a platform one of them was like a guy talking about why his gaming lounge for uh dungeons and dragons and uh computer games was better than most he had millions of views all the comments were like whoa this is crazy where can i go and i was like no i've never even seen a commercial about a place like this this is all like word of mouth and i was like this is like bringing marketing to industries that never thought it were possible and then there's this there's been this news on tiktok where it's kind of like a news platform but a more personal thing like 
I don't know if you ever heard of Beam from Casey Neistat. Yeah. Where he tried to make that app where it was people who just gave like their raw uh, opinion on news and also like it was unedited videos of of just what their thoughts were on current events. Well, it didn't pan out and uh, CNN bought it out just to get to Casey Neistat. Well, it panned out for him because I know exactly. He he got the money in the end. That's good. But his dream didn't go through. And I think I saw what he was trying to do because I didn't understand it at the time whenever there was this land hurricane in Iowa and people were talking about how the news hadn't picked it up. And around like a third of Iowa is is like out of power, no air conditioning, like not, they're in horrible conditions. Like yeah, there was like a huge hurricane that went yeah. through that no one that no one even knew about. And I saw a girl on TikTok. I think we're talking about the same girl who was like in her bathroom. It was yeah. dark, running off of a generator. Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. Go no, ahead. Exactly. Yeah, and that was the first video I saw. Then I started researching it, and then I saw more on the feed of a different person talking about that. And it was just like, here's what we need to do. This is, I don't have any followers, but I really want this on the For You page, which is the equivalent to trending on TikTok. And she was just saying like, I don't have any followers. This is what's happening in Iowa. If we don't get any publicity, we won't get help from the government because that's really what gets them to know what's going on here. And it was just a minute long video of her explaining it, no editing done. And it was just, we could like if there's a hurricane a tornado anywhere else we can know the raw reaction of anyone in that area now through tiktok we can know it's exactly happening that we could only see on the news before but this social platform is different than instagram youtube or uh facebook like it doesn't take any time at all to record a video on all those platforms you have to make it look nice but on this platform it can look nice and it can look bad and you're still going to get seen and I, I just thought that was amazing that she she had gotten a million views and she did not have a lot of followers at all. And I think it was like her third video and she was just piggybacking off of the original girl. And I was like, wow, this is this is what Casey Neistat was trying to do. Um, but it, it came in the form of, an, of a different app. And I was it was just very surprising to me. It was very surprising to me, too, because I have. I can't remember if we talked about this, but I come from a media background, like a traditional media background. Like this is something we would cover as a news reporter. And when I heard this and she was like, it's not getting any attention. And I looked and no one's covering it. And you could literally see from space what this thing had done and the damage that it had caused. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And not to like, I don't want to go political with it, but there's so much political stuff from the, you know, both sides seeing and hearing facts that you just don't really see or hear about on traditional news platforms. And I just being in this industry, I know that the traditional broadcast news industry is suffering big time and you know with tiktok and everything with people being able to you know have these raw photos and videos and really get it out there i'm almost wondering what's going to happen to the broadcast news industry i'm sure it'll still be there to an extent but if people are going to this app for you know looking for people who are in their local area or just national news like they're going to hear it from these people and it's it's interesting but it's also scary because we also experienced you know um 
Trump signing something, or there was, I don't know if, don't quote me on this, but I think you know where I'm going, is he, I think, tried to cancel TikTok. Yeah. Is that right? Well, yeah, there's a little bit more ex- explanation into it, but yeah. Yeah, so we, I mean, I, there's a whole thing behind that. You know, I know Microsoft bought, you know, a portion of it, to, you know, because it was a security issue. But the conspiracy theorist in me is wondering if there's too much information being on the app, <laughs> that that's why that they're trying to maybe shut it down. Do you have any thoughts or opinions on that? So, yeah, let me explain that situation a little bit real quick. So, uh TikTok, their parent company is owned by ByteDance. ByteDance is a Chinese company. The problem is that they think the argument was that any Chinese company has to follow Chinese laws where uh, China can ask for any user data gathered by that company, no matter what. But ByteDance moved all their servers to the U.S. and took them out of Hong Kong specifically for that law so that they couldn't access it. But that wasn't good enough for uh, local governments and uh, Donald Trump. So they said that they were going to possibly ban them. And then everyone got scared. Then TikTok was like, listen, we'll share, we'll sell our, or ByteDance was like, we'll sell our US shares. And they were already talking with Microsoft about it. And then Microsoft met with Donald Trump because he was like, no, I don't, I don't even think that's a good option because I don't want Microsoft to buy you out. So then they had a talk with Microsoft, the Trump administration, and Trump said, okay, you can buy them. Also, in the process, you have to donate some money to the U.S. Treasury. And um, that's that's like on Microsoft's blog post. Like <laughs> Trump actually said he wanted to be paid uh, if they did that deal mm-hmm. uh, and get a little bit out of it. Um, then after that talk, while they're still having negotiations, Trump came out with an executive order that said, if you don't decide and if you don't sell that portion in 45 days, we're banning you from doing business with the U.S., which would mean that uh, the App Store and Google Play can't have them on their App Store, but you know they would have to first comply with that. Um, and then second, uh, that just stops downloads, but people who are using the app can still use the app. So it's still keep with the user base. Um, but I thought the interesting part of that was like, not only does that help Microsoft in their negotiations with the executive order because it devalues the company, but also, TikTok does not in any form like really like they put warnings at the end like this could cause injury or this is the coronavirus and here's what you need to learn about it if there's things talking about that. But they don't stop anything from political content from showing up like they do on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter. Um, They just like people can roam free with it. And I've ended up on right far right conspiracy TikTok. I've ended up on far left conspiracy TikTok. And it's just all the things that people weren't allowed to see before they can now see. And TikTok has been used as a platform to uh, mess up one of Trump's rallies in Oklahoma by them uh, taking up all of the seats like they they like. I heard about that. Took all the seats that yeah. So they there was a low turnout, and then I've even seen other ones where uh, they're like, "Oh, wouldn't it be so bad if we put as much as much product as we could on the Trump website into a cart, so then it people can't buy any of its inventory because it's already in a cart or something." 
So then people went on a chain doing that. And, you, you know, like, I think there's definitely some things going on behind the scenes, especially after seeing Trump say that he wanted to have a cut of the purchase price for the U.S. Treasury. And I, I don't think that this is only fueled by privacy laws or helping the American people, but that's what it's being packaged as. So I, I, I can see where you're coming from. No, that's really interesting. And I didn't know he was trying to take a cut. See, that's why I'm talking to experts like you to like, you know, get all the other little details out there that you don't see, you know, but I I could, I don't want to go too far into La La Land about that. But, (laughs) but, um, yeah. So like I said, you know, we're focusing more so on like, you know, business on TikTok, And I think it's super fascinating because it's just such a great platform to grow on. But if you had to give somebody a few tips on starting a business on TikTok. I know we talked about putting a link in their bio. Um, what are some other tips that you know somebody could use? Yes, so I actually just got off a call with someone who said that their TikTok was dead and they didn't know what to do. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want to sell? And they're like, well, I want to sell this. And I was like, then just make content that sells that. You don't have to focus on, you don't need to focus on what gets you views. You only need to focus on what gets you sales. So if I am selling, uh, let's say, like a special microphone for podcasters or musicians, I would talk about how we designed it, first of all. It showed in action. I would talk about um, the story behind creating the product. I would go over, um, I would show reviews of people using it. And these are all things that lead to the sale. It's almost like a campaign that you do on Facebook ads where it's not necessarily to get traffic and everything. It's just brand awareness. You just want people to understand who you are, what you do, and what you sell. And that's what your profile should do. It should be all aspects of that one product. You don't necessarily have to say, like, buy our microphone, but you can show people why you love it. And everything about it, just so people can can eventually buy it. And that's what you, people need to focus on if they're selling literally anything. Just focus on what you're selling in those videos in, th- in different aspects, different ways of saying the same thing, and, and just create a story as you do it. And what, and what I see people doing with that is like, you know, if you're not on TikTok, there's these, you know, what I, what Amazon made me buy type videos. They're like quick QVCS type videos. And I'm like, oh, this is stupid. And then by the end of it, after 15 seconds, I'm just thinking to myself, good God, it's like anybody could sell me anything on here. It's like, I, you find reasons like, oh, I need that. I know, man. It's horrible. I yeah, know. It's like been, it's like, there's videos called TikTok made me buy where it's like, it's not just Amazon stuff. It's just like, people are showing DIY projects too, and they're just like, whoa, this is so crazy, or I could do that. And there's something about TikTok where it's just a platform where you buy stuff, and that's so amazing. I <laughs> there's not been a platform like that in a long time. Like my conversion rate for my link in, in my link tree, if people in all my videos, mostly I'm telling people what to do. Um, I have a 67% conversion rate, which means 67% of all people who click on my link tree will click on something else, which is a lot. And it's been as high as 80% too. Like 
it's absolutely insane because people just want to to get something from their creator. They just want to buy something. They want to join the community. They want to do anything. But if you just leave them hanging, then then they're probably just going to get bored by following you. Otherwise, they need like a dopamine rush for doing an action off of your profile. Can you explain how insane and why insane a 67 conversion rate on an app is? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just to put it in perspective, because when I saw your TikTok saying that, I about like fell out of my chair. Yeah, I would say uh, typical, a uh, really good conversion rate, like when it comes to email marketing, an insane conversion rate would be 30%. <laughs> a typical 30. conversion rate would be 5 to 10%. Like that's where you should be aiming. Anything above that, you're you're doing something that's insane. Like you're on the cusp of, of a new marketing strategy and you are one of the best out there because like getting – and I've, I've even thought about this more in perspective too because – because I I've done like uh, PDFs that I've done downloads for and stuff like that. Yeah. And I have right now I think thirty five hundred downloads of a PDF. I haven't checked it in a while, but the fact that I have thirty five hundred downloads that means almost ten percent of my audience. And I had thirty five hundred downloads before I was at thirty thousand followers. Ten percent of my audience has gone to click not just one link but two links, then fill out their email, then click submit, and then get it from their email. That's like <laughs> every step you take, it goes down. And the fact that I still have on average 10% of my audience clicking through and downloading is crazy to me. Like yeah, you go from stop them along the way they've continued doing and the traffic on TikTok is extremely conversion friendly and very intentional in what they do. Yeah, man. It's like, like you said, going from anywhere from five to 30% to almost 80% is, uh, like I said, is just absurd, man. And what I kind of like about your content tune is you're very open and honest about how much money you make on the app, because I feel like I feel like that's either a generation thing where people just aren't comfortable talking about yeah. money and it comes off as braggadocious or kind of douchey or just like unnecessary. But to me, to in my personal opinion, I think it's extremely important to talk money about about it openly so we kind of know where to gauge and you know especially creators because a lot of these influencers are getting brand deals and if one brand reaches out to somebody and offers them X amount and they're like, sweet. But then another friend is like, Hey, they offered me this. And then it's like, Hey, we can negotiate to, you know, learn, but it's still very taboo. I've only ran into, I can count on one hand who's very open about talking uh, about money, but how much money have you made on TikTok so far? Uh, I think it's uh, around, well, I just did another sale thing. So I think it's around $38,000. That's insane. 
Yeah. And so. that's and that's collective. That's not just making videos. Um, I know you have a handful of kind of streams. What what are those streams to get that number? Yeah. So um, my main stream right now is either clients or group mentorships. Uh, what I what I made my first few thousand dollars off of was uh, selling a mini course at seventy five bucks on some side hustle that I had taught people on. And that was to just see if courses would even sell on TikTok. And this was whenever I had 5,000 to 8,000 followers. Like that's, that's when I made several thousand dollars. And then I was like, no, I want to get clients. So then it, I, I made client videos for like a few weeks and all of a sudden, bam, I get three clients in one week. <laughs> and then I get more clients reaching out all the time. But like, it just culminated into one week of a ton of clients coming in ranging anywhere from like uh, $2,000 to $3,000 a month in retainers. So it was, it was ridiculous, but I thought the same thing about how people don't talk about it. And I felt, I felt like I don't like telling people about how much I make either but I know if I don't, then nobody else will. And I had a lot of people who didn't like me saying how much I was making because they thought I was that the only way I could make that much was by um, taking advantage of people. And I know that, and I understand where they're coming from. Like, I know why people would say like, I'm a snake oil salesman whenever they see that, because the only other people we see saying how much they're making is ones that are in front of Lamborghinis and throwing money or, wearing Gucci and they're like, yeah, so join my, my thing. And then I'll teach you how to be a millionaire. And, uh, I, I understand that, but I, I want the little guys to know too. Like most of my money came from getting clients, not from group mentorships. And I just opened up a group mentorship and it's because I tried one-on-one mentorships, but I didn't like it. Even though everyone was like, yeah, just charge like 10,000 bucks and then you're good. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I can't do that. I wouldn't feel good doing that. So I tried it out and I was like, no, I don't like doing one-on-one. So let's try try a group one. And uh, I like that a lot more. It's uh, a lot less time, but a lot more help that I can give instead of just doing a one big course than hoping people that they do good. And not to not course create courses or anything like that, but like... I definitely think there needs to be a mentorship aspect to whenever anyone's learning, but yeah, I, I wish people and people, because I've done that, people have told me how much they're making on TikTok, And I wish they would say to their audiences how much they're making. Cause it sounds like I'm the douchebag saying it <laughs> sometimes while other people are making more than me. And if they, had, if they would say it, people wouldn't think I was so crazy. Honestly, I'm just glad you're not, rolling up in a Lambo and, you know, uh, you know, f- throwing stacks of money there with, you know, in front of like a big house, which we all know is probably all rented. And, you know, what do they call yeah, fake? Right. I can't remember what do they prop money and all this stuff. Cause when I see those, I l- just literally want to vomit in my mouth. But, uh, no, I think that's, I think that's great what you're doing, but you're, like you said, you've got the group mentorship, you've got the courses and you also do uh, agency work for advertising for TikTok and Facebook. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. And how, and like I said, would you say that's your bread and butter right there? Or would you say uh, more of the group mentorship and stuff is uh, kind of almost taking the number one spot? 
I want that to take the number one spot. Um, I, uh, I would like to help people a lot with, with I, like I've helped two people. One of them quit their job. The other make $10,000 a month in how I've taught them how to use TikTok. And it, and I've just been so happy that I've able that I've been able to teach just two people how to do that. And, and so far it's a hundred percent success rate, but um, you know, it's just, it just feels so good to see people do that. Whenever it comes to agency work, it's a lot of upkeep and it's not scalable. And in, in terms of like what I would rather have, I would rather have a ton of people that I'm doing group mentorships with and seeing posts like, Caleb, thank you so much. Like, like I got a review video the other day cause I asked for one and I almost started crying cause I was like so happy for this guy. Cause I had seen him before he had 20,000 followers. I had talked to him whenever he had 200 followers and he was, he had like commented on a live stream and he couldn't afford like a one-on-one call. That was like, I was charging like 150 at the time, but I don't do like one-on-one calls. I like do those for free with whoever I think I like at the time. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I was just like, yeah, let's just tell about how about this guy. And I told him I'd do it for free. And then off of that, he's like, Whoa, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. And I, and he was like, Whoa, how can I ever make it up to you? And I was like, well, whenever I launch a course, just buy that. That would be real nice. <laughs> and so he did, but then he got 20,000 followers in one friggin' month. And then he got 1500 emails from clients, like potential leads. And now he has enough clients for his personal training business that he's hiring out. He's about to hire out other coaches to do it for him. And I was like, what the, Oh my gosh. But that's crazy, man. You know, like I would like that to be my bread and butter, but like it's still I'm just starting out. I was I felt like I couldn't help people for the longest time because I was like, well, it's just working for me. I don't know if it'll work for everyone else. And then I saw those results and I'm like, okay, I think I have something. And uh, in the meantime, I think what we're really good at right now, I like people see that I made thirty two thousand dollars in that one video or where I told them I made that much. Now I've made like thirty eight thousand. But I paid a offer my credit card yesterday and it was for fifteen thousand dollars and it was because I had to scale my businesses, like I had growing pains because TikTok has grown my business so much. I had to shut down my media my my wedding media commercial arm and just focus on doing an ad agency instead. And um that costs a lot of money to scale and it's not like all profit, obviously, but you know, that's how much I've earned so far. But, you know, I, I intend on eventually shutting down my ad agency and just helping out the people that we have in the meantime and who we keep on getting. And that's why I like, I've gained those clients without even having a website. It's all been literally all been word of mouth. And I know if I, if I focused on it more, I'd have a lot more clients, but I don't actually want too many more clients because I don't want to let them down if I ever like slowly let them off the hook and I want to do group mentorships more because that's way more fulfilling to me. Yeah. And do, and you touched on something that I, that's happened to me recently too, because you know, we're both kind of in the education space as well mm-hmm. is helping people that can you describe the high you get when you saw that video from that person or when you hear the success of one of your clients? Yeah, I, 
I thought about it the other day, and I used to, I I tried making a YouTube channel as a teenager of just doing skits, and I had a loyal following of thirty people, and they would watch all my little skits, and they were they were like diehard fans that had fan art and stuff, and I've since deleted that channel, like is it because I didn't like it as an adult, <laughs> but um. At the time, whenever I did that, I said, like, my one goal is to inspire one person. And then one of the people that was a subscriber was like, you inspired me. I want to make, I want to do content now. I, I like doing this. I think you're so funny. You're awesome, Caleb. You make such good content. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, not like you. I want to, like, inspire someone. And it just wasn't good for me, good enough for me at the time as a teenager. But Looking back now, I had no clue what it even meant to say, like, inspire someone. Like, it's just, I don't know, no amount of money can make you feel the same way as changing someone's life for the better and seeing them go from A to B. Like, because it's, it's like a, it feels like, oh man, I was right. And then on top of that, it's like, wow, I just feel like I've, won the lottery because not only did you believe in someone but then you saw them do it and you're like wow this like i don't even want to say like it's all been me because i know it was them working with it too but it just i just am so happy for them it's like their success is my success i don't you know like there's no way of explaining it it's just it just feels so good to help other people in that way like no matter who you are it's not just helping people it's like changing their life helping people it's not donating money helping it's changing their mindset and seeing their transformation oh it's so cool i love it it's so awesome and i know you're going to continue to do it and i know you're talking about you have your ad agency too have you ever considered leaving that open but make that like even though that's not your bread and butter but it could be a very high ticket item just slap like a ridiculous price on there and see if anyone bites at it yeah uh, yeah that's what i have been thinking because uh while we're still making like money off of weddings like payments that still need to be made um and that's been nice we're still not booking as much like i had i i booked i don't know like anywhere from eight to twelve thousand dollars a month in weddings and it was good it was great but um in the meantime i need to find out how to still make that money with other avenues of income and that's why i'm still focusing on just because i know for a fact like if i want to make a course i have to have something paid for my time <laughs> to make that course so if i left my wedding videography slash photography business i have to still make that money to then do whatever else i want so it, it's all in phases right like i think whenever i am doing group coaching full-time i'll def i like i had i had a sales call with someone today that wanted me to do facebook ads for them and they're like wow you're really cheap compared to these other guys and i'm like yeah it's because you know we just <laughs> we're i'm a small agency I am not a big agency and um, I just really want to give people value in the clients that I do have. And whenever we're making more money on other avenues, we will, I, I was like, well, we're going to double our price, probably triple it soon. Once uh, 
we're having the same amount of income as we were before I shut down that other company. So it's, I, I think that's definitely in the path of like, I'll keep it open because I don't have to do it anymore. I've, I've, I have a team that now does it for me that works for me and can do ads. So like it's to the moon, but I still have to do sales. So I guess until I find a sales guy to, to Mm -hmm. handle all that for me, um, or a manager, then I can't do that. But yeah, there's a lot of like planning that has to go into all of those phases of a business. Yeah, well, just remember who gave you the idea and to not <laughs> gouge your friends. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I still do. We, I know we've talked about it, and uh, like, well, that that we'll talk more about that off the call. But uh, I'm definitely oh, yeah. curious. Well, I honor any price that I've t- like. I've had people say like, "Yeah, well, you you so are you still selling this for this much?" And I'll have like tripled that, and then I'll be like, "Yes, yes, I will always like integrity is extremely important to me." So like. I love that. <laughs> Any price I tell someone, I am willing to like swallow it and be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. That's fine. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Um, oh, dude. What, one of the things I forgot uh, to ask is like people who, when people are selling or when people have a business on TikTok, how many uh, videos should they be posting a day? Uh, there's a lot of uh, different opinions on that, actually. So... I post one a day. I try to. I, at the very least, I post one a day. If I'm feeling good, I'll post several, like three to five a day. But uh, I've the, there's a direct correlation to how much you post and how much you grow, and you will grow very fast if you post a lot, like a lot. But I, I try and focus on quality of my content more so than quantity. And the only way I can do quantity is if people give me the content ideas where they ask me questions. And that's just a really easy thing because I know for a fact that's what they want. When it comes to creating my own content that I know people haven't necessarily asked for, but I can guess that fits my category, I focus on quality. Uh, the very least I think anyone should be doing is one a day. Like that's the absolute minimum you have to be doing it because it's it's the basis of of any channel and consistent i've i go over this in like what i teach people but i've seen a direct correlation in not posting a day like once a day and your video views going down on every video like all video views are affected by you not posting consistently so you have to do that um but if you want to have major growth, I heard someone talk about uh, someone getting 100,000 followers in a day because she posted 120 videos. And like – How do you – what? And I saw someone else, uh, this guy, He, I followed him whenever he only had uh, I think 500 followers. He had one viral video get a million views and – all of a sudden, he skyrocketed up to uh, 10,000 followers. And then he got, he answered almost every single question on that video. And he posted 20 TikToks throughout a whole week. And now he's at 40,000 followers because he rode that hype. And he just, he just kept on killing it off of those videos. And I didn't think his videos were like necessarily good. I don't. I still don't think like they're necessarily like the best videos, but he took advantage of it, 
and he was able to grow extremely fast because of one video. And it's because he posted that much in those days. Like he was going crazy and he knew exactly what he needed to do. So I think one day minimum, one a day is a minimum of what you should post. There's the, like, there's no limit to how much you can post per day though, that it, it would not negatively affect you at all. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. And I know you have a TikTok business courses and, um, is this kind of the stuff that you go over in the course as well? I know we talked about videos. Uh, I'm not sure. Is there like editing tips or what types of videos you can make? Yeah. So, uh, the four steps I go over in my group mentorship, um, is how to create your profile, how to position it and your content and how to go over the analytics. And it it just brings you through those four steps. And in the meantime, I show you exactly how the whole platform works. Like I go over filters and, and just the, all the little nuances that you can only understand after a few months on TikTok and, and seeing like what is going on. And then I show exactly how to edit a video, how I edit them specifically and how to do it in the app and, and all of the options you can do while editing. But yeah, I think the most important things I talk about are uh, content strategy and um, how to make money with that and how to position your whole profile and in, in niche for that specific thing. So like I have the base of, the, of an online course, but to fill in the blanks or to ask me questions. I have the group mentorship where we get on a call uh, every week uh, and I just teach something new and then people can ask me questions in the meantime. And what, I mean, for building businesses, I know, you know, there's the how-to content where it's just, you know, giving tips one, two, and three. Um, What other types of videos have you seen that work really well for business? Um. I think would story time be one of them story. What where were people go story time? And then, yeah, so you know, kind of what I was going to say was I talked with someone who is a verified artist on TikTok, and I mostly talked to them because I want to figure out how he got verified. Cause it's just super interesting to me and in the process. He was like, Hey, I love your stuff. By the way, this is awesome. Like Gary V type thing. And, uh, hmm. I was like, um, yeah, so like here's some content ideas that I think would work. And the more I thought about it, the more I started studying it on my feed. And when it comes to like artists, the things I see blowing up are ones where you call out your community and you tell them to like help you out. And there's there's been a trend like that I went over and it was it was people saying like, so I started my business and I did this and here were the results. And then it would have like a montage of how horrible their results were. <laughs> <And laughs> it just have like this broken music in the background and it'd be like uh, 50 th- or like $5,000 in credit card debt, zero purchases and, and stuff like this. But then they all of a sudden got 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, 10,000 followers on TikTok because people were like, oh, let's help them out. And that, it's, I think if you put a story behind what you do or, or how you do stuff, if it's a service or what you sell, it sells really well and people will follow you for that. And I've seen people make stories of how exactly they created a song 
And it's changed their whole music career where they get a million streams on Spotify and all of a sudden record labels are reaching out to them and they're now launching their uh, initial uh, albums on TikTok because they see so much success. But it's because they they make a story like someone was like, so we just spent all of our savings on making this music video. My wife uh, is scared because we don't know what to do next. And the last chance that we have at making this music career last is by getting 500,000 streams. And what I'm doing now to get that is just having a live uh, video running all the time and streaming that song over and over again so we can get up those streams and maybe someone will take us seriously. So if if you could do anything, just please stream our song. I was like, oh my gosh, of course I'll stream it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's, like you gotta tell people why. What what is the story behind it? And yeah, I th- I think that's a very important aspect of of just making content is having a, a following the typical storyline, like have a climax. A rising action, falling action, climax, and and yeah, it's just it works in any content aspect. And would you say editing in the app and hashtags are a necessity in and in TikTok, or I do you think, think it's okay to edit outside of TikTok and just upload? I think it's okay to edit outside of TikTok and upload. Um, I think I have seen favor in native content, but I've seen plenty of viral videos of, of videos made outside of TikTok and uploaded. So I think IE Jason Derulo. I don't know if you follow him, man, but he yeah. has been like all in on TikTok, and I, I love his stuff, man. It's, it's great seeing what he's been able to do with the app. Yeah, he's been amazing on there. He's he is. I mean, he's got a he's got the money. He's got the wallet too. You know, yeah. I'm sure he's got the best video guys and editors in there because the stuff he comes up with obviously can't be done in the app. But when yep. I just see some of his stuff, where it's almost like getting inside his mind a little bit, and it's just I I don't know what word or what adjective to describe his stuff. <laughs> Like, it's just, you're like, where do you, I don't even, it's like, you know, he's coming up with it. So you just don't know where, I don't know, man. That's kind of why I love the app is just seeing what, you know, just almost asking. I ask that all the time where people come up with some of this stuff. You know, I see people attaching their phones to drills and, you know, ladders and putting their, you know, getting iPhone 11s so they can dunk it in water just to do a little bit like people. It's just it blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah, there's yeah, I, I think people are really pushing the boundaries of what you can do with creating your content with a phone. And it's really cool to see, especially like the trends of them showing how first they made the video and then the video that they post after that is actually the result instead of doing the result then how they made it so then it's like you're excited to see the second one and how it actually looks after watching how it's made and it's so interesting to see that but also in terms of like hashtags i think hashtags are extremely important if you're a local brick and mortar business and you can only take local business or local clients um that's the only way TikTok will know how to categorize your content locally is with hashtags. 
And then whenever starting out with your content, I think it's important to have hashtags just to know how to categorize it at the start of your profile. But right now, in the past 20 videos I've made, I haven't used a single hashtag. And I've had two of those videos get 300,000 views. So I don't think it matters whenever TikTok has found a consistent audience for you. Love it, man. And uh, with and just to wrap it up with hashtags, like if people, you know, if they want to do in, um, you know, you said use like, you know, whatever their city they're in to be local. What if they want to be local and, you know, and also not trying to think of how to say it like not you know not just be pigeon held to their state if that makes sense yeah so like for me if i wanted local people uh which i like i could do too it's going to be shown to both people both people not in that state and in that state too but a larger percentage will be in the state if you do that so I would still say like if your audience is still worldwide or countrywide and local, then still put the local ones in there or just switch out like every other video where you put local and then general hashtags and then local again in another video just so like you get a good mix of, of people. Awesome. Dude, I could talk about this stuff forever, man, but I just have one last question for you. And then I want you to, you know, tell everyone where we can find you. Uh, if somebody brand new is just, they see TikTok, they see the rise of it, they see your success and they're just like, oh man, like I really want to start my business on TikTok. Caleb, what, where do I start? Uh, I actually have a TikTok business profile set up in the in a link in my bio on my TikTok profile so that's like the most general place that you can find that download and that my profile is at caleb.m.roberts so like i had the same question over and over again and i was like i really need to make a pdf just showing people how to do this so that's the best advice i can give and that shows you exactly how to uh, put a link in your bio right whenever you um, uh, start a profile, how to, or why you should put a link tree in there, and then your first five videos you should make. Awesome, man. And where where can we find you online? Uh, I'm, I'm leading everyone into my free Facebook group called Profitable TikTok Secrets for Business Owners. And that is at facebook.com slash groups slash TikTok school. Um, and I do live streams every now and then in there. I actually have a live stream today that I'm doing. And uh, I just go over tips and tricks that I'm seeing and learning off of TikTok. And then that's also a community where not just, not just I can answer the questions, but also other people, because there's people with way more followers than me, other influencers on TikTok that are in that group too. And they ask me questions and they ask questions of other community members too. So I'm just trying to create something where it's just a free resource for people to uh, ask questions about the TikTok platform. Awesome, man. Well, dude, I appreciate you taking your time and uh, yeah, man, I know we'll be in contact and we'll talk again soon. Oh, yeah. It's nice talking with you. Thank you for having me.
All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I would love your help. This podcast is brand new, so I need all the help I can get. If you would, just subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating. I really, really would appreciate it. And last but not least, I got a little something for you. For the last 10 years, I have been writing, shooting, producing, editing my own video to get my dream job as an entertainment reporter in Los Angeles interviewing the stars. Now, that might not be your dream, but if you are in this industry and you are in this field, you are going to need to learn how to write, shoot, and edit, produce your own content. And now I want to personally train you on these skills so you can create your own journey and make money while doing so. So what I want you to do now is log on to Facebook and request to be in my private Facebook group, On Camera Professionals. Once again, it is called On Camera Professionals. But wait, Thomas, I really like your stuff. I really want to learn from you, but I don't want to be on camera. Don't worry. I got you covered. In this group, I'm going to be doing a live training, so that means live tips and tricks. I'm going to do giveaways, freebies, and I'm also going to do personalized training. So once again, log on to Facebook and type in On Camera Professionals, and I'll see you there.